Good morning. Welcome back each and every one of you and I am so glad we did this series because you know what it's touched a lot of lives and uh, I personally have been blessed by thinking through all of these things again these matters that are so dear to our hearts. Let's invite our speaker for this morning. Father in heaven, thank you so much for your word, oh God. Thank you for your love. Thank you Lord for your son who brought both those to us. He is the living word and he is your love to us. And Father, as we get to know him, as we learn of him, as we uh, embrace him and, and are filled with Christ through the word of God, we want to see that same word flow through us and that same love work in us. Today, one more time, Lord, would you do a powerful work through the word and through this week as we think, unpack, meditate, chew over, all of these things that are so dear to our hearts. These are the factors that make up our lives, Lord. Our pain, our pleasure, our finances, our relationships. Oh God, each and every area of our life, Lord. We ask for renewal and we ask for something new. We ask to be able to get on top of things and really focus on what matters the most. Lord, we need you and we need your love. And we ask, Father, in in Jesus' name, today, as the word goes out, fill this place with your presence. Fill this place right to the back of the room. Let everybody here have the capacity, the focus, to pay attention, to walk away with something really tangible and practical and doable. This is my prayer to you, Lord. And thank you, Lord, that despite me not being able to be physically with your people this morning, yet we could look in the word together so we pray that the Spirit would take it the distance that the situation cannot. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. This is the last part in our series called Overcoming Me. By no means have we overcome ourselves yet, but we are in the right direction, aren't we? And I would love to hear some of the things that you have heard, learned, perhaps imbibed and, and used in your life and beginning to see the changes that God has brought about. If you have a testimony of what God has done, we'd love to hear that testimony. Write a one page, send it to me, and maybe we could share it in the congregation. You know what I'm saying? And what a joy it will be for new people and others to hear this. I also pray and hope, and I've been just wanting so badly that somebody in your life, some friend, some colleague has heard or has been brought during these four or five weeks of our time together. So we are going to get into our last part today. Today is entitled, Love Gives You Grit. Are you ready? Focused? Good. We live in a world of instant everything. We live in a world of instant everything. We want it now. Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime now. Amazon, think about what I might want and send it to me anyway. We live in a world with instant healing. We want to be healed immediately. We don't want to feel the pain. Every medicine now is extra strength, severe. You know, figure out what will kill me and back it off a little bit. We live in a world of instant approval. We want everything instantly in 15 minutes, no documentation. 15 minutes flat, 30 minutes. We cannot handle rejection. We want to know before we even apply whether we are approved. My goodness. Here, now, immediately. We want it now. Overnight millionaires. Overnight millionaires. Overnight billionaires. Can I tell you something? We want long life, but we don't want life long. We want long life, 
but we don't want life long. Funny people we are, aren't we? But life is not a sprint. Life is a marathon. Think about it. Marriage, lifelong. Career, lifelong. Relationships, you want to stay friends forever. Loans, that feels like a life. Skills, 10,000 times you need to do one thing to get it, to make sure it's a skill. Excellence in any area of our life. Excellence takes time. Every one of these is for the long haul, committed for the long haul. If you're going to win at life, you're going to have to learn what it takes to be in it for the long haul. Can I say that again? If you're going to win at life, you're going to have to learn what it takes to be in it for the long haul. And the reason we cannot wait is because we're not in it for the long haul. We're not committed for the long haul. We weren't planning to stick around. We weren't planning to stay committed, to hang in there, to play it out. We want to test drive everything. We want options. We want to sign out. We want to opt out. We want uh, a trial period. We want everything in life to be a trial period, including relationships. Everything now. You know, I mean, you look at the way marketing is done. It's done with an understanding of what people like and what people want. So that should tell us they're doing that because that appeals to us. Everything requires for me to stay. What in your life right now? What in your life and mine am I absolutely committed to for the long haul? Except my personal glory. Other than my personal glory, what am I committed to for the long haul? Can you think of a relationship? Can you think of a job? Can you think of a skill? Can you think of a priority? That no matter what till your dying day, this is something you're doing. You're going to do it. And you've, 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 you've built the stamina for it. You've built the endurance. You've built grit. Love gives you grit. Let's read really slow as we get started. Verse 5 and verse 6 of this passage that we have been uh, taking apart. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If you're here for the first time, and maybe if you're not a churchgoer or, or a Christian, a warm welcome to you. And we're just looking into scripture and we're looking at how God gives us what we need for life and godliness. Because our faith is not a faith in a God who cannot help us and doesn't understand what we're doing. He knows you. He brought you here this morning and he wants to give you what he demands of you. Did you hear that? He wants to give you what he demands of you. And here's what he wants to give you. Love. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant. It is not rude. It does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing. It rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things. Love believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. In fact, love never fails. Love never fails. Paul says it in his own personal experience in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 2, and then in other parts as well. He says, but I say, walk by the Spirit. That means walk in the power of the Holy Spirit that God gives to you. Walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify, you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. In stark contrast to that, against walking in the spirit, against walking in the flesh. He says, when you walk in the spirit, you have the fruit of the spirit. 
The fruit of the Spirit is something that just works itself out when the Spirit of God is living in you. You're not doing it. You're not trying it. You're not mimicking it. It's just coming through because fruit comes through. You got the branch, you got the life, you got the leaves, you got the uh, stem, you've got the roots, and fruit comes through. The fruit of the Spirit, and the first one is love. Love, joy, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Love, the very first one is love. I want to look at uh, those same verses, 5 and 6, in a few different other versions of the Bible. And you get a little bit of a different taste to it, you know, a little flavor to it. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, 13 verse 5, in the New Century Version, it says, Love is not rude, is not selfish, and does not upset, does not get upset with others. Love does not count up wrongs that have been done. <laughs> I like that. Love does not count up wrongs that have been done. Look at the New International Version. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. The Living Bible version, the Living Bible. Love is never haughty or selfish or rude. Love does not demand its own way. It is not irritable or touchy. It does not hold grudges and will hardly even notice when others do wrong. Interesting. Verse 6 in a couple of versions, in the, in the NCV, the New, uh, New Century Version, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 6 says this, Love takes no pleasure in evil, but rejoices over the truth. It doesn't take any pleasure in evil. Uh, in the Good News Bible, uh, it says, It isn't happy when injustice is done, but it is happy with the truth. It's not happy when injustice is done. So let's get into our topic for this morning. Love gives you grit. G-R-I-T. The greatest challenge in life isn't the sudden hits, you know, the traumatic situations, the sudden disasters, the sudden disappointments. That's really not life's greatest challenge. Because when something sudden happens and, it, you know, you kind of rally around, people rally around and you stop everything and you kind of respond to that. But it's those long, gradual uphill battles, the nagging of a relative, yeah? the abuse of a parent over years, the injustice of a system you live in, the misinformation, the wrong guidance, the personal failings, the annoying mannerisms of colleagues, the uncertainty of domestic help, the incompetence of secured employees, your ability to hang in there, your ability to hold on and power through, that's grit. That's grit. To get through, to deal with these things, these realities in our life. The dictionary definition of grit is courage and resolve, strength of character. Courage and resolve, strength of character. Synonyms, courage, courageousness, bravery, pluck, metal, M-E-T-T-L-E, backbone, spirit, strength of character, strength of will, moral fiber, steel, nerve, valor, fortitude, toughness, hardiness, that, that is what you need. That's what you need. For a sudden sprint, you can find the energy. But for a marathon, you got to train for it. You got to be in it for the long haul. Let me give you seven reasons you need grit. Are you ready for this? Take it down. Number one, you need grit to work around people's offenses. You need grit to work around people's offenses. The Bible says, love is not easily offended. My goodness, if you're going to do that, you need grit. The Bible says, love keeps no record of wrongs. You need grit to keep on forgiving. Keep
keep on forgiving. You need grit. You need to be able to understand how forgiveness works, how forgiveness sets you free from the emotion that is connected to a memory. When emotions are connected to a memory, it sticks. And the moment that happens, that memory is it's burned into the back of your mind and heart. But when you think back, it's a bad memory because of those emotions. But, but if God heals the emotions when you're forgiven, you still have the memory because the memory is part of your life, but you don't feel it so bad. We'll talk about that in just a bit. Maybe we'll even pick it up in the podcast. You need grit to live with injustice. You need grit to live with injustice. The Bible says love does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but with the truth. Number four, you need grit to tackle anything that life throws at you. And it will. Love bears all things, whether it's pain or whether it's carrying something for a long period of time. Grit, you need grit to tackle life and what it throws at you. Number five, you need grit to believe impossible outcomes. Love believes all things, the scripture says. You need grit to believe impossible outcomes. Number six, you need grit to never give up. Love hopes all things. Love hopes all things. You need grit to never give up. Pay attention, this is good for you. You need grit to get back on your feet again and again and again because love endures all things. Love endures all things. You need grit to get back on your feet. So what fuels grit? How do you activate it? Love gives you grit. You need grit because love never ends. That's what it says. The last word in that scripture is love never ends. It doesn't give up, doesn't run out, doesn't burn out, doesn't pass out. Love never ends. You need grit and love gives you grit. As I close, let me wrap it up. Get into 2 Corinthians verse, chapter 5, verse 14. Paul says, the love of Christ drives me. The love of Christ, I like the word, compels me. The love of Christ compels me. What gets you up in the morning? What gets you going? What keeps you stable? What gives you endurance? What helps you work through the endless barrage of opposition and criticism and challenges and changing patterns and changing weather and changing standards all around you all the time? What gives you endurance to get through that for the long haul? It's God's love, the love of Christ. Paul says, the love of Christ compels me. It is eternal, it is supernatural, and it is endless. It's a perennial source of God's energy. Love gives you grit. Take this down if you're taking notes. Love gives you grit to work through confrontation, to get to the clarity. When you're getting into an argument or you're getting into a conversation of a difficult topic, you're working through it with your wife or your husband or your daughter or, or your son, you're working through it with a colleague, with someone who there's been a misunderstanding or there's been miscommunication, misinformation, and you want to work through that, the niceties have to be put aside for a little bit. The smiles have to, have to be suspended for just a while. You need to get to the bottom of it. And that courage, that endurance, that pain, 
pain to be able to be willing to be offended for just a moment so that you can get to a deeper place in your relationship. That loving relationship, loving communication, loving the person enough to get to the heart of why that person behaved the way they did or said the things they did. And, and once you get to understand their story, their background, their direction from where they're coming from, their perspective, then the forgiveness begins. But that confrontation to work through that whole process and get to clarity, it hurts. It hurts, but love compels. To take hit, love gives you grit to take hit after hit after hit and come back for more. To endure hardship and opposition, disappointment and failure, it hurts, but love compels. To live with pain, physical pain, emotional pain, the sickness, the bills, the weakness, the pain, this pain, that pain, body pain, leg pain, head pain, year after year, and you feel your youth is being robbed from you, your years are being wasted. It hurts, but love compels. Love compels. God takes that memory and he heals the emotions. He heals the pain. And when he heals the pain, the memory doesn't bring back those emotions. You can remember that you went through a hard time and you can make a testimony out of it. You can remember what people did to you, but you don't have to be bitter about it anymore. You can remember how hard those years were, but you don't have to give in to resentment anymore. The emotion is discontinued. Its power over you is broken. Love does that. Not your love, God's love. To stay in a marriage, and try again, and try again, and try again. When hope is lost, and when, when people just aren't willing to change, you hang in there. Why? Because love compels. Love is the thing that comes, not your love, God's love. Jesus says, if you abide in me, eat and drink of me. I am the bread of life. Are you getting this? It comes from him. Those who eat of me have everlasting life. They don't see everlasting life, will get everlasting They have everlasting life. Eternal life and all of its goodness is given to you here and now. Everything good in your life, my brothers and sisters, is going to take time. It's going to take investment and it's going to take endurance. You have to be in it for the long haul. And you have to decide what are the things in your life going to get your commitment. They're going to get your attention for a long period of time. Gold doesn't get its shine from being polished. It comes from being purified. If you don't have the love of God, you don't have a shot at long-term anything because love gives you grit. And that grit to be able to get through, power through, hang in there, not give up and forgive and actually enjoy your life, a life that you can carry forward into eternity. To enjoy your eternal life here and now, you cannot, cannot do it without the love of Jesus. And love, the love of Jesus and the love from Jesus comes with Jesus. So do you know Jesus? Do you have him in your life? Do you, have you surrendered to him? Because Jesus came 2,000 years ago in the flesh. And he was our kurban. And he paid for the price that was on your head because the Father, God the Father asked him to pay for it. Because God the Father knew you could never pay for your sin. God knew that you could never in any number of lives ever pay for the wrong and offense that you have done towards God. And your sin had taken you so far from God that you forgot that there is even a God. 
In fact, some of you began to think that you are God. And every other possible school of thought that you have been brainwashed with. God loved you anyway. And he sent Jesus long before you came to pay for that, pay for your sin. Having done that, he had brought you back to himself. And he he's given you Christ's love so that now that forgiveness can follow through you to others. Have you surrendered your life to Jesus? Have you surrendered to his Lordship? When he came, he came as Savior. He came to love you. He came to be a Qurban. Today, he sits on the right hand of God. Today, he sits as Lord and Master of everything that is and ever will be. Today, he demands and commands the attention of every living being. And one day, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That is a fact and will happen. You and I have the honor, you and I have the joy out of faith to bow our knee to Christ well in advance so that it can be proof in eternity that we did it from faith. Because seeing isn't believing. When you do it in faith, because of what the Spirit of God is telling you right now, He's telling you right now that Jesus is the Son of God. He's telling you right now that Jesus is God Himself, that Jesus is who this guy is talking about. And Jesus is the one who came from God, the Father. And He's the one who died and rose again. And He intercedes for us. And He is now author of life and death. He's the author of life and forgiveness. And because He's Lord of the living and the dead, he will be judge of the living and the dead. I say all this to you so that you may hear and believe. Because if you hear and believe, you will be saved. And eternity will begin now. Your eternal life will begin now. And with eternal life comes every blessed thing that is in Jesus Christ. Would you invite Jesus? Not that you have the right to. But by will, would you invite Jesus to be what he already is? also in your life. Because the only real estate that he doesn't rule is the heart of man to whom he has given free will. And when you, out of your free will, surrender even what you have, that is your free will, and the real estate of your life, your time, your energy, your purposes, when you hand that to God, you get the most smartest, most intelligent being there is ruling and reigning your life. And you get his love, and love gives you grit. Would you surrender your life to Jesus today? Would you mark him as Lord of your life? Would you bow your knee to the one to whom every knee will bow one day anyway? And would you call him your Lord? Because if you call him your Lord, the Father will call him your Savior. And in that moment, there will be an eternal transaction that could never be undone. God loves you and he wants the best for your life. But more than that, he wants eternity for your life. And as he has prepared that and put it in Jesus. The Bible says, he who has the son has life. He who does not have the son does not have life. Eternity has been granted in the son. That's God's way. When you surrender to that and you acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord, his way becomes your way. His life is your life and his love is your love. Again, I ask you today, will you surrender your life and call him Lord? Because if you do, the Father will call him your Savior. You have a, All you have to do is say a simple prayer. This is the prayer. Father God, I'm hearing about this for the first time. Or I've been thinking about this. I've heard about it before. I've been convicted about it. I've not known whether it's absolutely 
true or not. I struggle with a lot of it, uh, and, I, and it's not absolutely clear, but my heart compels me today to call you Lord. Jesus Christ, today, today I call you my Lord. Today I call you my Savior. From today, you take the will, the purpose, and the steering wheel of my life. As I worship you every day, Lord, would you take my pain, my suffering, my struggles, my traumas, my memories, and especially all of my sin, and would you nail it to the cross and bury it forever, and live your life, your resurrected life in me. Lord Jesus, today I call you Lord. That's the prayer you got to pray, and God will do the rest. That's how simple Jesus has made it for you. Let me pray for you. Father in heaven, thank you so much for the hearts that the Spirit of God has opened today. Thank you so much that you are at work in our lives and that it is the wisest thing to come to terms with the fact that God is God and we are not. And not just that, but what he has done for us and who he has called us to be. Today, would you write those names of those who have uh, acknowledged you as Lord? Would you write their names in the, in the Lamb's Book of Life? Would you keep a record of their name and wipe out all records of their sin? Thank you, Father, for hearing and answering our prayer. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hi, I'm Jeremy Dawson. And if you liked what you just saw, if it was a blessing, then hit the subscribe button. Come on, you can do it. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, hit the bell so that we know you want to hear from us. Lots of videos coming your way, songs, worship, encouragement. Come on, subscribe. Let's take this forward and share with somebody you might know. Write a comment in the section below. But let's see you guys again. Come on, subscribe.